This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, especially for our 8am transfer series. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope you were able to have time off, which I wasn't in the end. Thank you, William Saliva. Appreciate that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, thank you for everyone that joined us for the two shows on my day off yesterday uh, covering William Saliba, who we'll talk a little bit more about in a second, and the Yuri Tillemans breakdown, which is the first one to hit over 10,000 views this summer as well, which is amazing. Um, so thank you for everyone that's tuning in and watching all the contents over the course of the summer. It's not going anywhere. It will be continuing and keeping you up to date with, of course, all the latest Arsenal news and breaking down all the potential transfers. Having some great discussions with some good guests too. So please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Let's say good morning to people in the chat box because we've got a problem. I tell you, this is ridiculous. I make the show, right? Create the link, create the stream, upload it. Click create broadcast on the stream yards. And I thought, you know, I'll be a little bit funny, funny this morning and uh, and try and put the first comment into the chat box. And as I'm typing the words first with a little wink face, somehow a certain Brad Lynch gets in there before. How? How have you how have you managed to do that? I created the stream and you're still getting in there before me. Ridiculous. Uh, but congratulations, Brad. <laughs> congratulations. Somehow managed to do that. AFC Westminster, good morning to you, to Paul, to Simon, to Jose. Good morning, guys. Harvey, Marcus, Martin. Hope you're all doing good and well. Kevin, good to see you in the chat box. Ifair, Olu, Mike, hope you're all doing good and well. Michael, Rich, Carnu. Uh, Morgie, good morning, guys. Uh, Odirile, Ansa. Uh, we've got Sean, we've got Noel, we've got Black Shine, who's back in the chat box for the first time of the fortnight. Sometimes it's good to have a break, but it's good to see you back in with the crew as well. And thank you to everyone joining us even more recently in the chat box as well. I hope you're all doing good and well indeed. I know I say that a lot. I had someone leave a comment saying, How can you be good and well? Well, um, you know, health, mental health, maybe they're separate, good and well. I hope you're doing good healthy-wise, and I hope you're doing well 
mentally? Does that work? I hope so. Let's crack on with today's stories. We kick off, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, we're on our way now to 13,000 subs. It's a lot closer than that graphic suggests. Uh, so thank you to everyone that's continued to support us over on the other channel. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. this morning. Looking very much forward to it. We've got a special show on Gianluca Scamacca as well. We've got an Italian expert coming onto the channel to have a chat with me today. So that'll be out on the channel as well to get you guys some even more insight. Yes, you can get even more TC insight uh, <laughs> if you thought you couldn't. So do join us over there. Link in the link tree in the description of today's video. Um, if you haven't already checked out yesterday's Yuri Tielemans breakdown, uh, it is available on the channel to you to go and watch. Some really interesting comments from Ben Jacobs, who basically talks about the deal being one that Arsenal want to get done early. So all that and more in that show over on uh, the stream page. Now, Kieran Tierney uh, is said to be targeting a July 8th return from injury. Of course, he had uh, surgery on a knee injury he suffered during the international break prior to the run-in with Scotland that ultimately cost him the end of the season run um, and a really big impact on Arsenal's chances of getting top four at the end of the season. It was a really painful blow, um, both for Tierney, of course, and for Arsenal. And he will hopefully be back for the start of pre-season. So he'll be going away, fingers crossed, with the team to America on the tour and uh, is ahead of schedule ever so slightly. So that's some really positive news regarding Kieran Tierney. Now, William Saliba, as you know, because you watched the show yesterday, came out onto Telefoot, the French outlet, and uh, said how he would be basically remaining at Arsenal. He talked about saying that he's got an Arsenal contract, he's Arsenal's, he's got two more years, how it'd be a big shame if he left um, this summer in this way. Arteta has already come out and said that he wants him to return to come back. He must come back, he says. So all of these things point towards Saliba being part of the team for next season. So we will finally, it seems, see Saliba pull on the red and white of Arsenal and give um, Arsenal plenty more quality in the central defensive area. Last season, of course, when either Ben White wasn't available or we had Gabriel suspended and we had those other competitions. You know, we kind of struggled uh, in certain games. We could have done with Saliba in those last few matches, but that loan was very, very important to his development. He needed that loan and it definitely has improved into a level where he's now, you know, getting into the French national side. You can't really complain too much about that at all and Saliba will remain with Arsenal for next season. Fantastic news indeed. Now, a report over the weekend came out claiming that Arsenal and Mikel Arteta, because of not making the Champions League, had scaled back their recruitment plan to just three players. We touched on this a little bit yesterday, but I wanted to bring it up in full to kind of give you my thoughts and theory around this, because obviously it's created quite the um, hysteria uh, kind of around the idea that Arsenal aren't going to be signing as many players. I don't necessarily agree with the bluntness of the statement about Arsenal scaling back. Those that listened to yesterday's show will already know how I feel about this. But for those that didn't, you know, for me, scaling back Arsenal's potential interest to three players is it's a little bit short-sighted of what the reality will be. Of course, we're already signed Turner. We look to be very close to signing Marquinhos. Jesus and Tillemans look to be our two primary signings in the summer, plus I imagine a wide forward. Now, Arsenal are being linked with not just those players, but also the likes of Hickey, the likes of Zinchenko, also seeing links to these. I think the scaling back of the window means that had before we have qualified for the Champions League, we probably would have been able to go out and get five or six genuine upgrades to the first 11. I think the three signings that's being pointed towards for the reports claiming that Arsenal are scaling back their plans is talking specifically about three genuine upgrades, and that would be Jesus, Tielemans, and probably a wide forward, be that Gakpo or Gnabry, someone like that. 
Gnabry I'd be very surprised about, Gakpo more likely. But genuine upgrades on the positions that they'd be coming into. Gakpo certainly gives us more, in my view, than what Pepe has done. He's got more potential. He's got the effect to play, obviously, on the left or centrally. Although Pepe plays on the right, I think that you could then maybe move Martinelli over to the right-hand side. It's something that I want to see more of. Um, so he gives us a lot more vers versatility, height, power, all things that we've lacked in the team so far. So I think that will happen, but it doesn't stop Arsenal from then investing in players to bulk out the squad and be a bit more competitive with options like Zinchenko and Hickey competing with the likes of Tavares and, uh, and Cedric, of course, uh, and even in the midfield with Zinchenko. So I don't feel like those signings would be uh, ruled out just because of the idea of scaling back to just the three doesn't rule out Arsenal going out and signing some more smarter, less expensive signings this summer either. So don't let that three signing report stir up any negative feelings about the window, especially, you know, only a few days into June. Uh, moving forward to the transfer targets, though, and an interesting new one has emerged from Italy, claiming that Arsenal have an interest in Giovanni Simeone, uh, the Hellas Verona striker, 26-year-old, scored 17 goals and got six assists in 36 um, Serie A games last season for Hellas Verona. Um, an interesting player who had a lot of potential about him when he was at Fiorentina. Eventually, he left um, for for Verona, uh, for well, Cagliari, and then he's eventually ended up at Verona. But he's starting to really find his feet um, right now. And that's unsurprising because he's got still a lot of talent about him. If he was to be brought in, I imagine this would be one of those signings that is to be a competitor with Nketia and with, you would imagine, Gabriel Jesus. He is an Argentinian international, although isn't playing anywhere near as much as the likes of Latara Martinez and soon to be Julian Alvarez as well. But he's an interesting player. Um, and yes, he is Diego Simeone's son. Um, but 26 years of age is an interesting age profile for a striker and one that I think would be down the list of players that we've been linked to in that position. But if it does mean that Arsenal are getting in another striker on top of Gabriel Jesus and that wasn't initially the plan... That's fine by me, but I would rather see some other strikers over Simeone. The obvious main one is this man, Gianluca Scamacca. Despite the fact that a report by the Italian media claimed last week that he had rejected that move to Arsenal, their persisted links with Scamacca has been confirmed not only by The Athletic, of course, but other Italian sources that say that Sassuolo would be looking to um, get around €40 million Euros plus add-ons for this deal. He has a supposed agreement verbally with Inter Milan, which is why this deal would be a little bit lengthened in terms of time to take to get it done, because basically Inter are looking to see if they can secure either Lukaku or Paolo Dybala for the summer. Skamaka is probably the third choice on that list, but has already agreed a deal with them. If that doesn't take place, obviously Arsenal would have a better chance. People complain and say we shouldn't be going for players that don't necessarily want to come to Arsenal. But the reality of the situation is, is that especially for an Italian player, a club like Inter Milan playing in the Champions League next season, having won Serie A just over a year ago, it is a more attractive profile um, than Arsenal is right now. That's the reality that we have to face. We've got to build our, re uh, our reputation back up to where it needs to be so that we can go in for these types of players as one of the leading candidates. Right now, that's not the reality. So I don't buy into, if he doesn't want to come, let's not try and push him to, to convince him to come because we're going to have to do that with certain targets that we want, that we need to get. If we can get Skamaka, I think it'd be a really good signing alongside Gabriel Jesus. It gives us a different kind of option, despite the fact that, you know, I've praised the idea of having a clone forward, and I think you would have that in Jesus. I'm never going to be against the idea of having someone that gives you something different 
in the forward line. And Skamaka, six foot five, height, power, and pace. Not pace, but he's not exactly slow. But his finishing uh, certainly would add to that as well. Interestingly, he didn't score as many as Simeone in the league last season, though. And lastly, Gabriel Jesus, uh, latest updates on him. There's a report by Footy Insider claiming that he has agreed personal terms now with Arsenal. And Arsenal have entered very, very early discussions with Manchester City over a possible. Uh, deal and obviously figure that would come into the minds of both clubs. That said, there was a number of reports claiming that Real Madrid have supposedly been offered the chance to sign Jesus and something that um, the player and the club in particular, uh, Real Madrid, would be open to. That said, I'm not 100% sure how genuine that link is. It does seem to me like one of those links where if negotiations between Arsenal and Manchester City are stepping up, Arsenal are being a bit firm on a price that they want to pay, that perhaps some information might be leaked to try and panic Arsenal into paying a little bit more for the player. That's kind of how I see that. The timing of these links to uh, to Real Madrid are very, very suspicious. Um, So I just bear that in mind. I'm not saying it's not true, but all I'm saying is that I would certainly take those Real Madrid reports with a small, maybe large pinch of salt right now. Uh, It still does seem to me a deal that Arsenal have a very good chance of getting done. Um, Let's go to the chat box. Of course, that completes today's stories, which means we'll jump in and answer some of your questions. If you indeed do have any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box, please make sure you do now. Okay then, let's uh, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat. Uh, Olu says, "Hey Tom, you mentioned six genuine upgrades on our first eleven. Besides the striker and left eight, what are the other four starting eleven positions? I would have imagined um, maybe left back, um, because of course Kieran Tierney's situation is that he's out for so much of the season that they might have targeted a player that would have been a, a genuine competitor for him rather than someone that need more of an understudy." Uh, I'd imagine, you know, the Granite Jacker position, of course, maybe even an attacking midfielder, the striker, a wide forward, perhaps even a right back, who knows? And Tommy has to assume more of a, as a kind of a, a centre-back option or a backup right-back option or a competitive right-back option, maybe a centre-back as well. There could have been many more um, positions that Arsenal were looking to really upgrade upon this summer. But now it looks like we're going to be very much attached to the striker, wide forward and centre-mid positions for those genuine upgrades for this summer uh let's go to andreas nielsen who says what role do you think the arsenal youngsters will play next season like patino not on cuffy hutchinson you know i think it will depend upon how they perform in pre-season that will depend on whether or not they stay with the team or go out on loan uh or of course stay with the under 23s but they'll perform in the in the cup game the carabao cup in particular i imagine the latter group stage games if we've already confirmed our qualification through to the last 16 um, because, of course, it would be the last 16. If you finish top of your group, you don't play the last 32 round anymore, which is a nice perk of finishing top of your group. So Arsenal need to make sure they do that. So if we do finish top and we manage to guarantee that early on, I imagine they'll get some game time, maybe against the the weakest team in the group as well. They'll probably get some game time as well. Um, but a player like Hutchinson, I think, will probably go on loan. Patino, I think, will stay. Norton Cuffey, it depends. Uh, either he'll be seen as someone that can give us some more in the first six months, then in the last six months of the season, go out on loan to maybe a championship team. Perhaps that's the route that will be taken for him. But a, li- a loan at Lincoln did him the world of good. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Jashar says, I seriously doubted that we'd get this Saliba update, but this is great news. Hope he settles in well. Happy to be wrong. It's not a question, <laughs> but I appreciate the comment, Jashar. 
Um, let's go to Jalavishnu, who says, uh, or Jaivishnu, sorry, who says, do you think the Gabriel Jesus deal will be done by the end of next week? No, I don't. Um, I wouldn't put money on it being done by the end of next week. I hope it would be. But look, these things take time. Um, and he's away with the national team. He said that nothing discussion-wise would go on until after Tuesday. So that's when kind of the real discussions would take place. Let's wait and see what happens. I'm not pushing this. I'm not rushing this. We've got loads of time. Uh, I'm not going to start getting panicky. I told you. July. July is when I start to panic. But throughout June, even until the end of June, uh, the 30th of June, I'll be sitting going, I'm not panicking yet. 1st of July, it's panic stations. <laughs> so let's wait until then. Uh, Edwin says, morning, Tom. I don't know why I'm feeling slightly underwhelmed by Jesus signing. Love to hear what you think. Um, I don't know why you're feeling underwhelmed by it. I think it's a really positive move for a Manchester City player. If you think Arsenal used to sign players like Willian and Czech and Welbeck players that were surplus to requirements at big Premier League sides. Now we're signing a player that is trusted, that is used frequently by Pep Guardiola at City. I don't think there's any reason to be underwhelmed by Jesus whatsoever. I think it's a very smart bit of business if we can get it done. Uh, Wilson says, why on earth? It's become Wilson's catchphrase. Uh, the report's saying that Atletico and Real Madrid are interested in Jesus. Do you think those links are making Arsenal realise that they need to get the deal done quickly? Yes, as I said a second ago, I think they are designed to probably try and panic Arsenal into paying a bit more than has already been suggested. Uh, King says, Tom, how about going for Rafinha from Leeds? He's a solid winger. He is. He would be a very, very good addition to the team. However, I do think that his future probably lies with Barcelona. Um, Lopez says, is getting Tillemans and Frankie de Jong realistic? Tillemans, yes. Frankie de Jong, I don't think so. Uh, he wants to stay at Barcelona. I know there's links to, to Manchester United, but he's not really convinced by Manchester United at all. And neither are a fair few clubs and, and players this summer they aren't convinced by he by that profile um Tillemans of course as we heard from Ben Jacobs yesterday is another one of those players that isn't necessarily convinced by the Manchester United project and their situation right now which is why Arsenal have been able to be a better option and a more attractive option for Tillemans as well uh AFC Wilson says surplus to requirements at Man City is never a bad thing I don't think he's even surplus to requirements I think you look at the amount of games he started He's not surplus to requirements by any means last season. Erling Haaland is arriving and he pers and Julian Alvarez, of course, too. He wants to play regularly and he wants to move on for that fact. So fair play to him. If you've got Erling Haaland coming in, it's it's obviously going to be tricky. Um, 99 Problems uh, says, how many more Gabriels do we need to win the league? I don't know. <laughs> as many as it takes. Uh, Lynn says, uh, the only problem is how much City wants for him. Absolutely. Uh, supposedly around 40 million euros to pounds is the kind of rough ballpark of what they supposedly want. Sergio says, who would you bring in with a budget of 150, not including sales and an accurate cost per player? It's very difficult to know what players cost. Uh, I've said that my summer that I'd like to see is uh, Turner, uh, Zinchenko, Tielemans, Hickey, uh, Jesus, and either Skamaka or Gakpo, because I think Jesus could be the wide forward if you bring in Skamaka, or Gakpo can be the wide forward, and Jesus can be the striker, and Renew and Ketia. You know, I think that that's a good option for us this summer. Um, I think you can probably get that done for around the 150 mark as well. Uh, Rich says, Tom, I like Simeone, but would it worry you if none of the forwards are guaranteed more than 10 goals a season? And Ketia, Jesus, Simeone all blow hot and cold. Uh, does Jesus blow hot and cold? I think it's just because of the rotation. I don't think we've ever seen Jesus play a full season as the main starter. So I don't think it's fair to describe him as hot and cold. Simeone, I've not seen enough of to, to comment on. 
And Ketia, again, similar to Jesus, has not been given an opportunity consistently to be called hot and cold, especially when the only time he was given that run, which was the end of last season, he scored five in eight starts. So I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but I don't know about Simeone to comment. Would they be able to score more than 10 goals? Absolutely, I think Jesus can score. I think Jesus could be upwards of 15 goals for a Premier League season. That would be what my hope would be for him. That's for sure. Uh, Clock Orange says, uh, as we have five substitutions rule, don't you think that we need six or seven players who will compete for a starting spot rather than the bench players like Tavares and Sambi? Uh, it depends what you're capable of doing. Like, do we need that type? Do we want that type? Absolutely, we should want six or seven. But the reality is that Arsenal may not be able to get that six or seven this summer. And so therefore, getting in the three-ish players that definitely upgrade on the starting 11 and then bringing in a few more that compete with the other players in the squad like Hickey and Zinchenko, etc., is going to be important. So uh, I also think that the youth players are going to get given a chance because of those five subs. That gives us more scope. That said, Arteta isn't and hasn't been the biggest fan of using those kids from the bench when the opportunity has presented itself. Uh, Marcus says, I do like Pepe, but he has not played well constantly. Any rumours on clubs interested in him and how much we could get? Honestly, no, not really. Sevilla were mentioned very briefly. PSG were reported to have been offered Pepe, but that was very quickly denied to be the case. I don't know where Pepe is going to go. I don't have a clue where he's going. Um, and there's been no real links to anyone concrete. Both Marseille and Lyon made inquiries in January about him. But beyond that, no, it's it's a strange one. Uh, I feel like he's one that may move towards the end of the window, if anyone, because a club will try and get him cheaper than perhaps Arsenal are willing to let him go. And they will let him go for cheaper if they can. Jay says, morning, Tom. Uh, what would you say is your percentage likelihood of Gnabry? 5%? because I just don't see it happening. So I'd give it like a one in 20 chance. Uh, is that 5%? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, 5% chance maybe of Gnabry happening. I, obviously, the the story, the, um, the idea is there. Everything about it is there. Um, the fact that he could move on, the fact he's got, you know, that nostalgia history of Arsenal, the fact that Arsenal are looking for a player in, in a wide position and Pepe could go, the fact that there aren't really any other teams that have the capabilities to convince him right now by maybe Real Madrid who aren't supposedly interested. Uh, I, yeah, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. Um, Captain A says, is there any chance to play for a play at pursuit? There's always a chance, but I don't expect that to happen. There's been no indication that that will happen either. Uh, DS Review says, how is Trusty our new defender? He's going on loan, so he's not our new defender. He'll be going out on loan, as far as we're aware. Ian says, any wide forward that you like in the Premier League, apart from the players that we're already linked with? Hmm, good question. Uh, Pedence, I like Pedence a lot. The issue with Pedence is I'm not sure how consistent he would be and how many times he would put down enough of a performance uh, at Arsenal. There's been like flair, flary moments, a little bit Alan Samaxaman as well. You know, these are players that have got a lot of flair and directness but end product is a bit of a problem for them um other wide players other teams the obvious ones at the top clubs i'm trying to think of anyone else lower down in mail Sar maybe on a cheaper deal but again um not particularly no uh so i think that we've got the the players we're being linked with like gakko ganabri etc Elise is a good shout in fairness you know these are the Eze as well i know he's not wide technically because he's more of a cam but can play left hand side and does so I like those, um, but I think there are better options for us elsewhere. And Rafinha we've been linked to. 
Uh, Jay says, oh, we've already done that one. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Kubo says, do you see Jesus as a striker or more of a winger? It depends on who signs, Kubo. If we sign Skamaka, then I think maybe more of a wide forward. If we sign Gakpo, then obviously more of a striker. It's his versatility. I think he is more of a number nine by trade. But, you know, I think that there is scope to use him in more than one role next season. Daz says, with so many players we need to sell, how many realistically do you see us selling and for how much? Good question. I think that I, I can't comment on how much because it's really impossible to know. But Maitland-Niles, Bellerin, Torreira, Pablo Marie, Leno, Pepe, I think we'll all go. Nelson, I'm not sure about. I don't really know about Nelson. I don't know if he's got a chance to stay now or not. But I'd say those six at least are ones that I would definitely think that are going to move on. Maybe Tavares will go on loan. That's another one that could go. Holding could go. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Iron says, any wide forwards that you like? Oh, we've done that one. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, do you think this is an important season? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, in, terms, in terms of Arteta and how important this season is for him, he has to progress. He has to qualify for the Champions League. We have to take that next step forwards. As, if you're not taking the step forwards, then you're only stagnating and that's not what you want to do. If you're not moving forwards, you're not going anywhere and you need to think about what you need to change to ensure that the next time you do go forwards. So if we don't qualify for the Champions League next season, either by top four or by winning the Europa League, there will certainly have to be discussions about the manager. But I'm fully behind seeing what we can do next season. I'm hopeful of what we can do next season. And I'm positive for next season, depending on the signings that we make. We'll have a better discussion about this, of course, in September when we've known, and to be fair, at the start of the season, when we know what has happened during the window. But... I'm hopeful, but we have to progress always. Um, thank you to the over 1,000 of you that are tuning in this morning. Thank you so much for those that are continuing to support the channel. We're going to take a fair few more of your questions, so don't go anywhere. But if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please, please do. It really does help us out. It gets more of you involved. And it's so great to see that over a 1,000 of you are tuning in now concurrently for our morning shows. Thank you so much. Um, Daz says, does Arteta need to win Europa League as a minimum? He needs to, as a minimum, qualify for the Champions League. Um, Muggsy says, watch the breakdown on Latte Firm for where Joao Castelo Branco of ESPN Brazil said that Jesus prefers to play on the wing. Where do you hear that his preference is to play as a striker? Um, mainly from, you know, Manchester City journalists like we've spoken to in the past and, and Manchester City fans. And, you know, previously from interviews that I've heard too, but Pep Guardiola has spoken about the fact that you can play across the front three. So if he does prefer to play on the wing and maybe coming from the left-hand side, maybe that's changed. Maybe that's a difference. But uh, you'd have to ask Jesus specifically. So maybe there'll be an interview with him if and when he signs about where his favoured position is. Let's wait and see. Um, Alex says, why is no one talking about Berardi uh, as competition for Saka? 15 goals, 13 assists. Probably his age profile. I don't think his age profile is necessarily the right one for Arsenal to go and invest in what it would cost to get Berardi from from them. Um, I think that's maybe a bit of an issue uh, as to why. Uh, DS Review says, why are we not trying for Mateta from Palace? Not the level that we want. He's just not of the right level. He's not good enough uh, for Arsenal. Uh, Axel says, if we don't get Jesus, hopefully we do. Who would you be as your main target? Skamaka or Zimhen Nunez or Martinez? Probably Latara Martinez and Skamaka uh, as the two. Ozimen's too expensive. Nunez doesn't look like he's going to Arsenal. And again, he's a very similarly expensive player. Martinez, I think you can get on a very good price. And Skamaka, I think you can get on a good price if you can convince him to join. So those two would be the pair I would look to. Um, let's go to Yugank, who says, any specific youth players you foresee Arsenal going for this window? 
Mm, no, not really. It doesn't seem to be a window where we're going to be going bar hickey for like one of those really young guys. So no, not right now. If that changes, we'll of course bring you any info on that. Uh, Marcus says, have you spoke to judges? He seems keen on Calvert-Lewin, although do you think his mental health issues impact Calvert-Lewin? So is it worth a punt? I'm not aware of his mental health issues. Uh, maybe you did an interview that I've missed, but uh, look, I'm not a, I'm not keen on the Calvert-Lewin profile from a footballing standpoint um, because I just don't think he offers as anywhere near as much as our other linked strikers do. So I lean towards other options rather than, than Calvert-Lewin right now. Uh, Daniel says, how many players are we selling this summer and how much do you think we'll bring in and how much do you think goes to the transfer kitty or does that money go back into Stan's pockets? Look, anything that we make this summer, I think obviously will be rerouted through into the transfer kitty. I don't know how much we're going to sell players for because it's impossible. There was a report today that Bellerin's asking price is no longer 8.4 million. It's now 15.6. It's gone from 10 to 20 million euros. So I don't know how many, how much players will go for. I don't know how quickly we'll go for. I don't know which clubs they'll go to. And all of those factors change the price. So let's wait and see. Uh, absolutely. Um, DS Review says your show with Andrew uh, and Harry and Sophie was really good. Make it frequent. Ah, they're busy people. And, you know, sometimes when you make them too frequent, you lose that little bit of specialness from them but myself and harry do do a weekly show i know we've been a, we haven't been able to do it of late because harry's been busy and stuff but of course uh next week or this week rather there will be the next canton and simu show so uh that will probably be over on harry's channel this week but uh next week the canton and simu show will be back on this channel so that's something that's more uh frequent that we see as well mj10 says do you think there will be games where enketia and jesus start the same game with jesus on the right yes i think there will be if we don't sign that wide forward and say saka needs a rest jesus and enketia could definitely play together and that's maybe another benefit of signing jesus instead of one of those tall out-and-out out number nines for Nketiah next season. Uh, there's no progress on the Aaron Hickey deal, Idek. Sorry that I can't give you any positive news on that. It's remaining very much up in the air with this Hickey side of things. Italian media say it's close. English media doesn't. So it's, it's up in the air as to how real that is right now. Martin Taylor says, would you take Zinchenko over Tielemans? No, I would buy them both. Um, but Zinchenko, I see more as kind of that utility multiple position, potential upgrade option. There's lots of potential about him. Tillemans is, for me, coming in and he's got the potential to be an upgrade on Granite Xhaka in the future. So I think that's why I lean more towards Tillemans, especially for the price of just £25 million. Um, Olu says, I don't think we really need to worry about what Ozymen costs if he's the best for us. No, we absolutely do need to worry about what he costs because of what we need to do this summer. The price tag of £100 million, and that is an overreaction. That's how much Napoli want would take up another one, possibly even two positions when Arsenal can get a striker that's just as good for a lot less money. So, Olu, I'm disagreeing with you stringently on this. It absolutely does matter how much he costs because it would take up the other positions that Arsenal need to strengthen in this summer. Uh, Martin says, we've lost Lacazette and Aubameyang, so surely we need two strikers plus a wide forward if Pepe goes. Yeah, and I think the club probably see Enketia as one of those. I know a lot of people won't like that, and I know people will think that Enketia is not enough because he's already been at Arsenal. But, you know, I don't mind a contract renewal for Enketia as long as we are, you know, as long as we do it properly. Um, as long as we give him the opportunity and not just 
stick him on the bench again because that's not going to help anyone. Why are you going to pay that amount of money to to stick in Ketia on the bench? It wouldn't make any sense. I think that he's shown potential. I think he's shown what he could do if he's given, you know, more time. Um, but what I think what we will see from someone like Nketiah is energy, is, you know, the passion to be an Arsenal player as well. He's really got that attachment and and kind of commitment to the club. So that will definitely happen. Um, Marcus says, if Eddie was so keen on staying, why is there no announcement? I don't know why it's been delayed. Um, it's an interesting one. We'll have to wait and see, Marcus, on that because it's not really changed, has it, too much? We've not heard too much on that. Uh, wellness with Wallace, Lan, Wall Ian Wallace. Sorry, I said Lan because it comes up looking like an L on my screen. I don't think, uh, I don't really want players coming in that don't really want to be here. I get there's reasons why, but we should be getting players in that we want to play for us. If a player joins, especially in their early 20s, it's very, very, very rare that you would find a player that doesn't want to play for Arsenal. You may find that a player like Skamaka has a preference and that preference is into Milan, which is fair, typically for an Italian player, especially one that's already got apparently a verbal agreement with them. But just because they have a preference for another team doesn't mean they wouldn't want to play for Arsenal, that they wouldn't put in 110% if they came to Arsenal. There's often a misrepresentation, I think, around this. There's an overreaction of worry around this. Um you don't need to worry about players not necessarily wanting to be here that we sign. It's very rare that ever happens. And there's always going to be a player of the preference. We as Arsenal fans are biased. We have that cloak of Arsenal through and through running through us. And if it was us, we wouldn't choose any club over Arsenal because we're Arsenal fans. But these guys are. They are employees. You know, they are contracted to the club. And it is a job at the end of the day. So it is different. And I don't think we need to get bogged down in the idea of players not wanting to join Arsenal that have then agreed to come to Arsenal. I think it is different. Uh, I'd rather Skamaka over Calvert-Lewin, personally. Uh, Yash. Uh, let's go to SA, who says, uh, Cronkies are loaded and cheap. <laughs> has nothing to do with Saudi money. Um, the Cronkies are loaded, uh, but again, like Liverpool, they're trying to establish or continue to establish the self-sustaining model that we've had at Arsenal for some time. That said, they did refinance a 200 million approximate loan, which was their money. You know, they had to refinance that. And having now bought the club outright and are now the main owners and not just majority shareholders, the club's money is their money. You know, it's no longer shareholders' money. It's all there. So whenever we spend, that is the owner's spending because it's the money that they have. It's the club that is theirs. So if that makes sense, I hope it does make sense. But any money that Arsenal spend is being spent by the owners because they've invested to buy the club. Um, obviously, we'd love to see you know an Abramovich-style pumping in of money, which is what we would obviously like to. And we have seen, you know, there's been reports that supposedly they helped out with certain deals like Partey, etc. But at the same time, um, I want to. For me, I just want to see passion because I think we've spent, you know, we've spent money. We've spent over a billion pounds on players since 2007 when the Cronkies first got involved with the club. That's a lot. It's not like Arsenal haven't spent money on transfers. For me, it's the it's the ambition, it's the behaviour, it's the connection to the fan base. Stan's never shown that, and I don't think Stan ever will show that, to be honest. I'm not hopeful. The person I'm hopeful of, you know, is Josh. I'm hopeful that Josh can really improve um, his relationship. He's failed in some circumstances. Certainly the um, the fans' forums when he's not appeared, that hit me in a really frustrated fashion. I was very critical of that, rightly so. 
But at the same time, you know, we ha- he has tried to improve the relationship. He is going to meetings. He is talking very positively and ambitiously. It's just now about following through because at the end of the day, they are, they are just words. They're words until things change. So that's hopefully we see some change. Uh, Neil says, a lot of pundits used to say that Arsenal would not challenge with Giroud up top. And now we are looking to play in Ketia and Jesus. We are going to still struggle for goals if those two are the strikers. Let's see, Neil, because, of course, five goals in eight starts are in Ketia. Jesus coming in. You don't know how many goals he's going to get. He got plenty for City last season. Let's wait and see. I don't think we can speak so definitively about players that we don't know what their impact might be. Uh, Ian Simmons says, you're allowed to take two from each set as a perfect window. Who do you take and who do you add? Molina Hickey Zinchenko, Grilich Tillemans Awar, Gakpo Jesus Skamaka. I would take uh, Molina and Zinchenko. I would take Tillemans and Grilich. I would take Skamaka and Jesus. That's what I would do. Um, so there you go. Hello, Cody. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Kudal says, any updates on stories related to Cedric right after the season? Uh, there was links to Porto. Supposedly they made a bid, but Arsenal rejected it. Um, they are happy with Cedric. They like Cedric. They want him to stay. They want him to effectively be kind of that experienced figure that then opens a pathway for Brooke Norton Cuffey. Um, and I'm fine with that. I know that a lot of people hate Cedric. I think the hate, hatred for Cedric is too much. Um, the criticisms of Cedric is fair. You know, he definitely deserves criticism at times, but he's not meant to be a starting right back for Arsenal. Tommy Asu's fitness has been a concern. But if you sign a right back, you are blocking that pathway for Brooke Norton Cuffey, who is a very, very talented option coming through. And I don't want to see that pathway blocked personally. It's different for midfield and the forward players. Right back's very, very specific. There's no leeway. There's barely any rotation. There's barely any uh, versatility to right back. So if you sign someone there, you are blocking that path. And I think we've got the chance to see a very exciting young player come through. So Tommy Asim and Cedric for one more season with, with Norton Cuffey maybe getting some chances in preseason and cups. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. LMS says, uh, if we are keeping El Nenny, surely Xhaka should be getting replaced. No, I don't think so. Uh, also, there's this idea of replacement. I don't want to see replacement. I want to see us adding and upgrading. You know, I think that if we can upgrade upon... Xhaka and keep Xhaka at the club, you've got a great option. You know, Tillemans, Xhaka, Partey, Lukonga, Elneny. Five central midfielders that offer you a lot. You've also maybe, if we can, add Zinchenko to that group and you've added even more. I think that the opportunity for Arsenal to add rather than replace is a better option when we've got another competition to play for. There's always kind of this obsession around the idea of replacing when actually the better option, as teams like City and Liverpool have done in the past, is to add rather than replace. Certainly some players should be moved on. We've already talked about them. You know, the Maries, the Maitland-Niles, the Lenos, the Pepes of this world. But players like Xhaka, who, let's be real, has offered plenty and will be very, very difficult to upgrade upon because of how much he's offered us. I'd rather see him stay and us add a player that can be better than him. Because that is going to benefit the club from a rotation standpoint. Absolutely. Um, Aaron says, I would absolutely have Giroud back for one year. So we could have an option of a number two. Maybe spend the money in other areas. Still sign Jesus. I wouldn't. I think that ship has sailed. I wouldn't have got rid of him. Uh, I would have kept him. And, you know, I wouldn't have signed. Not say I wouldn't have signed a Bamiang, But I would have signed a Bamiang instead of Lacazette. And seeing how Aubameyang and Giroud may have played together at that time may have been very different to how Lacazette and Aubameyang played together during that period. Um, 
DV says, hi, Tom. I know this is a little old, but a few weeks ago, you said that Lacazette wasn't the preferred transfer by Wenger. Who did he prefer at the time? I don't know. I, I don't think there was any options that out there that he thought was, you know, the, the, the transformative figure. I think that there was a pressure to add a striker during 2017 and they went for Lacazette because he'd been linked to us for a couple of years. He was there. He was available. You could get him. Aubameyang wasn't available yet and they just went for him when in reality, it probably we should have not done that. With hindsight, it's easy to say, of course, but the reality is that we probably shouldn't have done that in the end. We'll take one more, two more questions, and then we're going to wrap up. Dersh says, Tom, I feel White would make a good cover for Tommy with scuffs and additional cover um, to learn. Yeah, look, I think White has shown a right back that in one-off games against lower oppositions, it can work. It can't against the big teams and the big games but certainly you can cover in some games. Saliba has also played it right back for Marseille. You know, it's an option for Arsenal next season if they want to replace Tommy Asu for a game to play Saliba there. He has done that. He did it quite well uh, for Marseille. Uh, I did an entire article on it. it he, he impressed in, in the short stint when he played it right back. So, look, there's options. Um, but, you know, I don't want to see us signing a right back personally. Uh, I'm happy with the options. I'm happy with the pathway to the for the youth um, and I'm hoping that Tommy Asu stays fit for a longer period of time next season because he was one of the best signings that we made. He just couldn't stay fit. I don't know what the situation with Pulisic and Barkley is, Neil. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Uh, Axel says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Sander Berg? It was brilliant for Norway yesterday and should go on a cheap since Sheffield United didn't get promoted. Um, if you said that Elneny was going to go and he was coming in, I'd be fine with that. But Elneny's staying, and I don't think Berg is a upgrade on what we have. Whereas Tillemans is a player that I think comes in on a level with Xhaka and Partey and has the potential to get even better. So I wouldn't personally go for Sander Berg. Um, Olu says, why do I feel we negotiate for unknown players just like last season? Maybe we will. We don't know everything. Some things don't get leaked. Some things don't come out in the media. Arsenal are able to do deals on the quiet. We've seen that with Matt Ryan. We've seen it with Callum Chambers. Things sometimes do happen on the sly, behind, not on the sly, that's the right way to put it, but just secretly behind the scenes. I hope that happens. I think that's great when it happens. I hope it's it's great when Arsenal don't allow information to get out and that it's not reported. Um, I hope that we see that this summer. It would be absolutely great to see it. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you to the nearly 1,200 of you that have tuned in concurrently to watch us. I really appreciate the support. As always, we do these shows every morning at 8 a.m., keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal news and then taking, as we have done just now, your questions uh, too. So do drop a like on the video before you go. It only takes a second, and it really does help out the channel even more. Thank you to everybody that's joining us in the chat box. I'll be back either for a show a little bit later on today. Of course, I'll be live over on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m. in just un over an hour's time. Link in the description in the link tree to the Arsenal way as always. So do make sure you come and join us because we'll be chatting over there. We've got a special show on the Arsenal way today talking about Gianluca Scamacca with an Italian football expert. So you'll not want to miss that. Uh, and then I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. bright and early once again. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.